I want to tell you about a podcast you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. As a parent myself of a child who's had an IEP since kindergarten and he's now a 10th grader, I know how confusing, overwhelming, frustrating, sometimes daunting the whole process can be. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 Plans. And what I love about it is how easily Juliana explains everything. She answers common questions that probably every parent or caregiver has. She dispels myths and is concise and to the point. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. And there's a direct link in the show notes if you need it. You're listening to Make Some Noise Podcast, mini-sode number 577. Welcome to Make Some Noise Podcast, your guide for strategies, tools, and insight to empower yourself. I'm your host, Andrea Owen, global speaker, entrepreneur, life coach since 2007, and author of three books that have been translated into 18 languages and are available in 22 countries. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a lesson that will help you maximize unshakable confidence, master resilience, and make some noise in your life. You ready? Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here joining me for a mini-sode. And the only announcement I have before we jump in is that I still have some copies of my books that you can have personalized and signed to you or to a friend or to a family member or to whoever you want. Uh, I have copies of all three of them. So if you head on over to andreaowen.com slash links, you'll see the button to push to order one. And I will get your form and take my happy ass to the post office and send it off to you. So that's always fun. I get those requests randomly throughout the year. And I'm glad to be able to to offer that to you. So andreaowen.com slash links. All right. Today is a mini-sode and it comes from a listener request. I've mentioned several times here on the show that we do a survey I try to do it once a year. I am doing it this year. It's coming up pretty soon. So please keep your ears open for that. It's incredibly helpful for me and my team to be able to bring you exactly what it is that you want and make the podcast better for you. And last year I asked, what are the topics that you want to hear? And one of you lovely listeners said, can you do a podcast episode on how to overcome insecurities to achieve big goals. And she typed big in all caps. So I'm assuming these are moonshot goals, big, hairy, scary, audacious goals, that type of thing. And so of course, I have some things to say about it. Let's get started. The first thing I want to talk about when we're talking about how to achieve big goals are logistics, because big goals are a long game. I have had several clients over the years who have brought a big goal that they want to do. Maybe they want to 
start a business or turn their side hustle into something bigger, or they want to, you know, climb the corporate ladder or, or whatever it is. And many times the time frame that they give themselves is too short. It's just not possible for one human to do. The expectations are are a little too much. And this is why well, this is why I love coaching, because you can have somebody point that out. And you know, it's like I'm all for moonshot goals. I'm all for your big audacious goals. But remember you are one human. Many of you are running households and families and you have to take that into account and give yourself some grace. This is why I love the big year-long calendars that are the dry erase ones. You can get them on Amazon. I think they're about 25 bucks and you can have them vertically or horizontally. It shows you all 12 months and then you can get some fun dry erase markers and and look at the entire year that way. It's just such an easier way to see everything in front of you as well as remember that you are one human that's only capable of so much. And what you want to do is is just parse it down into smaller chunks. And then from there, even smaller chunks. And I'm going to kind of whip through this because I, I think this is, you know, this is sort of like the the logistics and the outer work. And I'm pretty sure the listener was more wanting the the inner work, but I, I didn't want to skip this part. So it's kind of like if, if you've ever planned a big event that is where the date is sort of far out. And, you know, this could be a party, a wedding, anything of that sort. And you know, there are, it can be a bit of a logistics nightmare, if you will. And there's so many moving parts. And you also know that you can't do all of it all at once. And it, and not that you can't humanly do it all at once, but it's just, it doesn't make any sense for you to order specific things or get things that are really more appropriate for the end. So I remember when I, I was planning one of my weddings, um, <laughs> it was a big wedding. And I did all the work uh, and it was about a year out. I can't remember how long, but it was at least a year. And I was so overwhelmed when I first created all of the tasks that needed to be done. I took a step back and broke it down by month. And that way it allowed me to just be more organized and also not lose my mind, which is always important, as well as be able to check things off your list as you go. All right. So that's that's the first thing. And really so much of this work when you're thinking about and talking about letting go of insecurities around your big goals, I think so much of it is inner work. So much of it is inner work. I know all of you listening are smart enough to be able to figure out how to do things. And also the internet is so helpful in that regard. And most of the time, if not all of the time, I would argue, when we get stuck around things, if it's a learning curve, we're able to learn the thing. But usually when we get stuck, it's around inner work. So that's really what I want to spend the most time focusing on today. And this definitely is a mini-sode where you might want to get out your journal. Uh, you might want to you know, back up. <laughs> Listen to this episode 
more than once and just jot down because I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. It's going to be kind of a a, a coaching, a one-sided coaching type of thing where I ask you a lot of questions for you to ponder, to journal on, to ask yourself so that you can hopefully move past any insecurities that you have around getting to those big goals. All right. So before we even get into the nitty gritty, where I would want you to start is to ask yourself, why is this goal important to you? This particular goal, why is it important to you? Does it honor your values? How do you anticipate it will make you feel when you reach it? Because as I've reminded you time and time again, that it's not typically the thing that we think that we want when we get there. So for instance, if you are wanting a promotion, it's usually not just the promotion that you want. (laughs) It's the feeling or experience that you think you're going to get when you get it. Because if you've never had this thing before, you don't know. And you might say, well, I want this promotion because it's it's the next step in my career and it's going to take me to where I want to go. So the question becomes, why? You know, what is it about that? And you know what? I just want to really make it clear that it's okay if the goal and and you know what how you want to feel when you get there is status or financial freedom or stability or or whatever it is. I If you figure out kind of what the thing is, the feeling is that you think you're going to get when you get there and you're like, oh, that's, you know, superficial or, you know, I should, I should want to feel something different. I should want to be of service. Like, please don't judge yourself for what it is that you, if you kind of dig deep and figure out what it is that you're after, it's okay. It's okay. It's all part of the process. It, It may or may not honor your values. And sometimes when people do this exercise and they have this big goal and they really dig deep and they think about it, they realize that they don't actually want it because they think about the thing, the the feeling that they are probably going to get on the other end. And then they realize that actually that's not what I want. So that particular question can be helpful. Is this goal solely important to you? Or is it important to you that you reach this goal so that others will perceive you a certain way? And again, it's not bad if you want to reach the goal so that others will perceive you a certain way. If I can go on a small tangent about that for a minute. I think sometimes we want to reach certain goals it's you know so deep down will be perceived a certain way from pe- by people as a mechanism of safety as trying to heal something that is missing in your life is trying to maybe heal some some childhood trauma and maybe some reparenting work so it's okay if you answer yes to this goal I want to reach this goal so that others will perceive me a certain way. I definitely think that's worth digging more into. But if you come to this realization, I do want you to make sure that you're giving yourself some grace. Okay. The next question is, if this if this goal is successful, are you afraid something will happen then? A lot of times when we are stuck 
and we find ourselves feeling insecure and hesitating around going after our goals, it's because we're afraid it will be successful, which seems counterintuitive. I wrote about this in Make Some Noise. Uh, For example, sustainability. You know, when I get to this goal, maybe it is a promotion and you kind of know it's going to require more visibility from you. It's going to require more hours. It's going to require more effort, more travel, something like that. Is that sustainable? I mean, you kind of don't know until you get there, but maybe that's a worry, a fear that you have. And then that is the thing that is keeping you stuck. A lot of times these these worries are unconscious and we don't we don't know them yet. Another fear that people have when they're afraid of success is which, you know, so many times it's really just the fear of failure in many ways, that we're afraid we're going to outgrow certain people. Again, this is something I wrote about and make some noise. Uh, it stems from Gay Hendricks' work. And he wrote he wrote about it in a book called The Big Leap. And that this fear that we will outgrow people in our family, people in our community, people that we've grown up with, our siblings, whatever it is, that we will change. We're afraid that they'll think that we will change. <laughs> We're afraid that they might kind of make fun of us and we might feel a little bit some shame around that or like an outcast or that we're not going to belong to this particular group or community, whatever that community looks like. There's a very real fear. I I have had that fear many times and it's held me back. It's caused me to burn out. I, I relate to that one very, very much. So again, if this goal is successful, what are you afraid might happen then if it works out? Okay, I'm gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, I have many more questions for you. Be right back. I've taken several classes with Masterclass on things like communication, entrepreneurship, and storytelling, and absolutely loved everyone because of their caliber of instructors and how concise the classes are. With Masterclass, you can learn from the best to become your best. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to every instructor. You can make new habits with New York Times bestselling author James Clear, improve your physical and mental well-being with leading gut health experts, or build stronger relationships with renowned psychotherapist Esther Perel. She is so amazing. I had gotten curious about how to be a better communicator, so I took the Art of Negotiation class with Chris Voss, and it helped me to do things like read body language, read speech patterns, and so much more, so I can better communicate with who you ask? My teenagers. (laughs) Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Don't wait another moment to start your learning journey with Masterclass. Right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com slash Andrea. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash Andrea. Masterclass.com slash Andrea. Try to find the perfect gift for someone special in your life, maybe for Mother's Day, but feeling overwhelmed. Finding a unique gift that they'll love that's personal and that they won't already have can be the ultimate challenge. That's why I'm so excited I've discovered Songfinch. It's an amazing, thoughtful gift, and it's easy and fun to make. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. 
I had Songfinch make me a song about my dad, which was a gift to myself. This was such a personal song for me, and I was a little skeptical the artist could capture the emotion I wanted. But during the process, they have you share some personal details about your relationship with the person you're creating the song for. Then a Songfinch musician of your choice, you get to pick based on samples they have, will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. I love my song so much. I was so emotional when I listened to it. I had no changes. It's perfect. Whether your song is for Father's Day, an upcoming graduation, wedding, or anniversary, or even just a gift to show your loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in one of Songfinch's top artists. For a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gift it to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com noise and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, my URL is songfinch.com slash noise. Don't forget to share your song with us too. songfinch.com slash noise. All right, we're back. And this is my soft voice because (laughs) I'm going to ask you some hard questions. When you think about the specific insecurities you have around this goal and any of you listening who maybe don't have a huge goal that you're after right now, what are some insecurities that you have just in general? Some insecurities you have in general. When was the first time you remember feeling those insecurities? Can you narrow it down to when it became an insecurity? And it's okay if you can't. I think it's more normal when people can't remember one specific situation or, or incident, some people do remember story. You know, they have stories of something that happened in elementary school, or something that one of their parents said, or uh, you know, their their first partner, something like that, where they remember that it just it just stuck. But maybe you can think of a time in your life. Was it when you were a kid? You know, for me, I remember I'm a child of the 80s when aerobics was huge. You know, the the aerobics boom was happening. So I remember seeing, you know, just the obsession with diet and exercise happening during that decade. I mean, I don't know. I, I know it was happening in the decades before that. But in other ways, <laughs> what I remember from the 80s was was that, uh, you know, and, and if you are around my age, you might remember, remember Get In Shape Girl? Get In Shape Girl. It was like a, a set or a kit, if you will, that had really light hand weights. It probably came with leg warmers. It definitely came with a headband and I think a jump rope and maybe ankle weights or something like that. And it was marketed to girls, young girls, I guess to kind of prime us (laughs) for the rest of our life to get in shape and, and have our bodies look a certain way. That I remember was the beginning of some insecurities around my body. So do you have any of those? Can you narrow it down? And I, and when we can do that from there, what it looks like is to 
And this is really great to do with a therapist or in some kind of, of you know, group therapy, but to, it, it's inner child work. It's, it's some reparenting. It's like, what, it, what did you actually need in those moments instead of what you got? How do you need to take care? How does that, that child inside of you, teenager, young woman need to be, how could she have been taken care of differently in that moment? How can you make yourself feel safe? You know, some of this is nervous system work, et cetera. All right. So the next question around this insecurity or these insecurities is one of my favorite questions. And a question I asked in the beginning of make some noise, what is your conditioning and what is your truth? To be more specific, when you think about this insecurity and, you know, the the sort of vibes that it comes with, the inner talk that it comes with, you know, you shouldn't do this, it's too scary, uh, people will make fun of you, what if it fails, what if it succeeds and you can't sustain it, all of this this stuff that's going on, is that your conditioning? Is that the social conditioning that told you, that told us growing up that it is safer not to be that visible? It is safer to do things, you know, to, to play small in order for things to work out. All of that is likely your conditioning. Your truth, if I may, your truth is that this goal is important to you, whatever it is, or you wouldn't have, you know, brought it as a podcast episode topic. You wouldn't have been thinking about it over the last 17, 18 minutes that I've been talking. It's important to you, period. For whatever reason, it excites you. It's going to make you feel fulfilled and accomplished. That's likely your truth. So sometimes if you can parse out and look at the difference, what is your conditioning and what is your truth? And just be helpful for you to get some clarity around it. All right, next, what if the goal doesn't work out as you want it to? Because that that's possible. I'm never going to sit here and tell you, go for it. It's going to be great. It's going to totally work out. No, I'm always going to sit here and tell you to go for it and that you can do it, that you have the strength and the courage and the will to accomplish this goal. But I cannot promise you that it's going to work out. I cannot promise that you're going to jump in the net will somehow magically appear. I don't know. It might not. I've had enough failures in my life to know that. And I'm sure you have too. So let's think that through. What happens if it doesn't work out? How how will you, what is the first step that you are going to do on the road to recovery from it? I ask these questions um, fairly, fairly regularly with my clients when they're they're going after something and they're really afraid. And there's so much unknown and uncertainty. Like let's let's talk through even worst case scenario, you know. And then of course we talk about like how the likelihood of worst case scenario happening. But what if it does? How how will you recover? I personally am in one of the darkest times of my life right now <laughs> as I record this. <sighs> Holy shit! It's it's just uh, divorce is hard. I'll just say that those three words: divorce is hard, and. I am just taking it one breath at a time, one breath at a time. And there have been moments where I'm like, 
I cannot even open my eyes because I am afraid of, of what I'm going to face. It definitely, there are emails that come into my inbox where I'm like, I do not want to open that email. I'm going to wait for an unknown amount of time because I don't want to do it. So, you know, like, let's think through that. Like, okay, if I open the email and it's terrible, and the person who wrote me this email was perhaps they were passive aggressive and mean and hurt my feelings, then what? Well, I am going to have a physical reaction and I'm going to start crying. And then I'm going to call one or two of my friends to help talk me off the ledge and probably get legal counsel <laughs> in, in this particular scenario. And then I'm going to be really sad and shaken up for the rest of the day. Uh, and I will probably, maybe not, but probably go for a walk with my dog just for my own sanity, depending on the time of day. And I will probably need to do some things to help me go to sleep that night. And I will wake up and it'll be the next day. And I will just deal with it. I don't want to, and it's going to be hard, and it's going to hurt, and it's going to be massively uncomfortable, but I'm going to deal with it one step at a time, one breath at a time. And sometimes just like remembering that, that like, oh, yeah, I, I, you know, we forget how resilient we are, like when we get metaphorically punched in the face, we forget because it's so disorienting. I find it incredibly helpful to sort of like think through the steps of resiliency. How will you recover if worst case scenario happens? How will you do it? couple more questions. What do you need to say no to in order to keep taking action? I've, I've been doing some uh, career coaching lately and these particular people are looking at what is the next step in their career and they're having to do some things to get there. And you know, and it's things like adding particular things to their calendar, to their to-do list. And so that's the question I ask them. In order to say yes to these things that are going to get you to this next place that you're looking at, what do you also need to say no to? You know, I have, I have one client who she's in a remote position and most of her team is on the East Coast and she's on the West Coast. And she said, I have to say no to all of the 9 a.m. Eastern time meetings because they're 6 a.m. for me. And I just never get enough sleep on those nights. I don't need to attend all of those meetings. So it's things like that, making sure that you get enough sleep so that you can do the other tasks in order to get to the next level in, in your career. So write that out. What are the things that you need to say no to in order to keep taking action? Because it is not humanly possible for you just to keep adding things on your to-do list. You, you know, Your plate is going to overflow. And if you don't have a strong enough plate in the first place, well, that's another conversation. But you are saying yes to things that are important to you when you are saying no to other things. So what are those things? Okay, and the last thing uh, that I want to say about this is know that you'll likely have insecurities forever. You'll get past some of them and then you'll get new ones. Or some you'll overcome. And then those same ones come back later when you make bigger goals or you make different goals. It is normal. It's just part of the human experience, especially in our culture that 
constantly makes us feel like we're not enough. Which is, again, another conversation for another time. But I am cheering for you over here. I appreciate the listener who brought this topic. And again, please look out for the survey that's coming out. If you have a topic to suggest, that is going to be the place to do it. I just appreciate your time so much. And I hope you get out there, think about the goals that you want, that these questions were helpful, and that you go after it. And remember, it's our life's journey to make ourselves better humans and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place. Bye for now. Hey listeners, if you work for a company that does professional development, did you know that I offer leadership training, more specifically empathy and assertiveness and how it makes stronger teams? You can see more on my speaking page at andreaowen.com slash speaking, where there's also a contact button there so you can fill out that form and let's chat. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us, 